this morning, that might be true. I can offer no explanation. <laughs> for a lot of things. Oh, hey. We can for some things. Um, three inches of rain in 36 hours. Stock market. Grayness. Yuck. Why are we not all just sleeping right now? I have been asking myself that same question. Wow. <laughs> wow. Everyone back to bed. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, we have uh, lullabies for the next two and a half hours. <laughs> Just very, very sweet, gentle lullabies. <laughs> Uh, good morning. You've got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host. You've got Alyssa Young, your host. You've got Gene Dickinson, your co-host. <laughs> happy to be with you this Saturday. Well, happy is a relative term. Mm. Uh, the markets are closed today, so I'm happy about that. Same. Crazy, crazy times. Uh, if you have questions about crazy markets or investments of any kind, about your retirement, about estate planning, wills, trust annuities, life insurance, if you have questions about income taxes, 401ks and 403bs and SOBs and all those other kinds of different Bs, um, you can call us, of course. We'll give you contact information momentarily. And if you have questions about business, about starting a business or uh, running a business, making sure that your business is doing the very best that it can for you, um, that all is fair game. And, of course, the show is called More Than Money, so it is more than all of that. It is whatever you are most concerned about this morning. And finally, geez, it only took me 27 attempts to get to my email. Hey. We'll have people email me. And oh, very nice. <laughs> you don't have to struggle with that. Uh, <sighs> speaking of struggling, I, we got back from Salt Lake City last week, and you struggled on over to a— um, mm -hmm. Juliana's soccer game. Mm -hmm. And then to a track meet from there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and you struggled on the show by yourself. Uh, huh. <laughs> like, like a bus hit me. Uh, I knew you could do it. Um, it's not my first rodeo, please. <laughs> what, what we have gone through over the years. I remember one show in particular, and if you are a loyal listener for maybe decades... Mm -hmm. I'm sure uh, there are some of them. I'm, absolutely, no mm -hmm. question. I'm, there, there are folks out there. I, I don't know that they've missed any shows. Mm -hmm. uh, they might remember the show I did where I came in uh, with a broken ankle. Oh. I woke up on a Saturday morning, took a step, broke my ankle, came in, um, <sighs> got myself situated. So I think I had a stool that I had one leg up. And the, as it turned out, my ankle was not broken. It was gout. Oh. And I was very young for getting gout, and it was totally unexpected. Uh, ended up with a trip short, as soon as the show was over, right to St. Luke's ER. And uh, they promptly, five and a half hours later, diagnosed it with. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah, when you take your first step and you know you've broken your ankle, you go, okay, hang on a second. I was sleeping. Yeah. How did, yeah, that's, that's, that's not what happened. So, uh, lots. But you were uncomfortable nonetheless. We are here. We are here and happy to help. The way we help is really very straightforward. You can go old school 610 720 7900. 610 720 7900. Talk to Mr. Sunshine himself, Mr. John Elliott. Um, 
We, uh, <laughs> he says, Mr. Sunshine's not here today. Uh, Mr. Sunshine's not outside. <laughs> no, he's inside. He's here the, in the studio. That's why uh, Alyssa and I wear sunglasses while we're doing the show, because <laughs> he is Mr. Sunshine. 610-720-7900. Alyssa and I would both take it as a personal favor if you would call in this morning. <laughs> yes, please. Take some of the pressure off. Um, if you have email questions, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. If you insist, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. And if you would like to listen uh, crystal clear through the miracles of iHeartMedia, easily done. And if you'd like to share our show with someone you care about, coast to coast and border to border. Uh, you can go into Mexico if you want. It doesn't make any sense. We don't know anything about Mexican tax law. <laughs> no, literally nothing. Uh, nothing. Not peso. I, I'm, <laughs> all right. I've run my course right there. Um, Canadian law? No. We no. know not. Wait, do you know anything? Eh? Nothing. No, that's it. Say eh. Uh, hey, hoser. That's I'm done. I got nothing. <laughs> But if they are in the United States and they have access to uh, the Internet, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethan, T-H-A-N, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the Listen Live button. It's a bright red button that appears uh, magically every Saturday mm -hmm. morning. And um, you have access to the full show. So pretty exciting stuff. Yes. Nothing. No, oh, you're doing no. good. Well, first of all, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. A uh, little, little early, but um, you're going to be busy tomorrow. I don't know if I can get a word in edgewise tomorrow. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day. And, and to your mom and your mother-in-law. Thanks. Wonderful I ladies. I pass that along. Yes, they are. Ah, they're wonderful. We're blessed. Oh, in so many ways. In so many ways. Um, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there who qualifies. And uh, mm -hmm. Yes, I've already gotten several Happy Mother's Day emails this morning. Thank you so much. My friends, my friends. They're Father's Day nothing. <laughs> oh, yay, yay. Um, you and I were in Salt Lake City for a week with our team. Yes. Um, pretty wonderful town. Yeah, it, it. I like being in new places. So it was cool to be in a city and within walking distance of lots of stuff. Um, I, that's new, you know, that's, that's not normal for, for me. I'm a country girl living in Bushkiltown. <laughs> so I do enjoy that. It, it's a challenge for runners, um, being in a city because there's lots of intersections. Um, there were parts of Salt Lake city that were nicer than others. I, mm -hmm. um, I, I went up for a run one morning and decided to go to the trail along the river so that I wouldn't need to deal with traffic and discovered a homeless tent city complete with fires burning. And I decided to turn around and not pass through. Wimp. <laughs> oh, like I'm not about to be their breakfast. So I'm going to turn around and go back the other way. But, um, no, I, I enjoy seeing other parts of the country and, um, the weather was great. We were, uh, we were lucky there because it wasn't it was winter like here at home mm -hmm. and we had about 65 sunny uh, it was very nice for walking around uh, I spoke to one of our clients in Montana five hours from Salt Lake City uh, Tuesday after we came back so th four days later mm -hmm. uh, 12 inches of snow oh and um, that was in the higher elevations and then 
heavy rain in the lower elevations. Whoa. And we missed all that. Yeah. We had perfect weather. And we got to hang out with some really interesting people, mm-hmm. picked up a couple new ideas. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea. We, uh, we're very blessed. We're part of a in financial advisory group uh, based in Atlanta called Strategic Financial Alliance. And they are um, populated by some of the uh, not just nicest financial advisor people that you will meet, uh, but some of the smartest uh, some of the most cutting edge and uh, and some of the most generous in terms of sharing their ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's uh, kind of trying to put uh, um, all their good secrets in their back pocket. They're sharing um, some uh, some really wonderful people. Uh, I, I particularly enjoy, well, um, I was going to say the next generation. That would be you. I that we have uh, in our group a lot of young advisors, mm-hmm. and the energy and the excitement they have is fantastic. Uh, some of the older advisors, eh, not so much. <laughs> just they're still wonderful people. They're just they're in a different spot. Yeah, no, I yeah. think I enjoyed most of the the time together as a team. It's always good to have that opportunity to just you know, hang out a little bit, mm. spend some more time together outside of the normal workday when we're busy on the phone and in meetings and doing paperwork. Um, so it was a good uh, bonding experience for all of us, which helps strengthen the team because we work together as a team in everything that we do. So it's a good uh, a good thing to do to spend some time like that every once in a while. A lot of folks are, um, I think, pleasantly surprised at the team approach that we bring to all of our clients. Uh, one of my favorite phrases after I introduce Alyssa to uh, a prospective client as I leave is to say, if she needs an old guy, she'll come and get me. <laughs> and of course, if she needs <clears throat> uh, any part of our team, she can come and get them as well. And and I am uh, in a similar position if I need um, someone that's kind of a little... Um, well, someone who's crazy enough to run 36 miles in a day, I'll go get Alyssa. Or if I need somebody that's uh, very skilled at Journey Guide, which is our um, retirement planning software, I'll go get Mark. And if I need somebody who knows more about cars and leasing and finance, I'll go get Chad. You get the idea. Mm -hmm. So the team piece, very, very, very important. Um, Fed raised rates half a point this week. Yes. Um, any observations you'd like to share? <laughs> well, that's um, triggered some intense volatility. The day the announcement was made, the market went skyrocketed mm-hmm. up. And then the next day, we gave back all of those gains and then some. And then the next day, we lost a little bit more. So there's a lot of speculation about the reasons for the reactions. You know, some people said, oh, the market doesn't like uncertainty. And now that the announcement was made and it happened, people are happy and now they can you know, feel more comfortable. And then when everything went down the next day, it's like, well, the Fed should have said or they should have just done 75 basis points all at once. And, you know, it, it's um, it's hard to really truly understand the, the reasons for the behavior. And it scares people. It's scary. It scares people. It makes people uncomfortable. Indeed. Um, 
the uh, structure that I try to share with uh, all, all of our clients and everyone in our audience when they ask, well, it, it seems to operate in reverse. A rising interest rate seems to be a negative and the market goes up. And then once it's up, the interest rates are flattened out and then the market goes down. Makes no sense. Well, if, if you keep in mind that the big boys, that would not be you and me, but the big boys, the hedge fund managers, the pension fund managers, folks who are moving hundreds of millions of dollars a day, mm-hmm. billions of dollars over the course of a week or two, for sure, they are in, in, in a very real sense trying to predict the future. Mm-hmm. They are looking, depending on the hedge fund manager, 90 days out, 180 days out, a year out. A year for them is very long, very long. 90, 180 days is, is pretty common. So if they have baked into their assumptions a half a point increase and it happens, they're justified. Life is grand because once again, they have shown themselves to be psychic. <laughs> what an amazing skill to have. And that drives prices higher. The very next day, they must now look another 90 days out. And what's the likelihood that 90 days from now, in their opinion, that's all it is, um, that the stock market will be up or down? In their opinion, they think the Fed's going to raise rates again and that that's going to be a negative. So that's why the market dropped Mm -hmm. almost instantaneously and ironically in almost an equal amount to the amount that it had risen. Yeah, It's frustrating for us long-term investors. And that's the big distinction, right? These people who are moving the market so drastically day to day, week to week, even month to month, just like you just described, they're focusing on 90 days or whatever, you know, a short term, less than a year. And then those of us who are focusing on keeping your portfolio healthy for 30 years, <laughs> it's a, a different, we're playing a different game. Oh, without a doubt. And some folks are so confused by that game, that the difference in that game, um, that they, they will refer to us as money managers. We're not. We're not money managers. We're investment managers. Uh, we select underlying assets. They could be mutual funds, they could be stocks, they could be bonds, they could be ETFs, they could be uh, any number of different components of a portfolio. And we manage the gestalt along with a hundred other topics that people find very important. And as uh, you have learned very rapidly in your career, the other topics are often way more important because indeed our... uh, fundamental approach to investing is long-term. Mm-hmm. And one of our fundamental guidelines is if you're not in, if you're not willing to commit for three years, you shouldn't be investing at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to need this money in a year and a half for a down payment. Put it in the bank. Hey, my kids are going to go to college in a year. I'm going to put it in the bank. Yeah. yeah, we don't, less than three years, it does not make sense to take the risk. But some folks, some folks listen, some folks don't. Speaking of listening, you've got another opportunity coming up for a 
the female constituency (laughs) in our audience. Did you want to share? Sure. So um, I'm sure our regular listeners remember um, us talking about Invest in You in the past. So that's the name of our quarterly series of events that we've been hosting for women in the Lehigh Valley. We did a um, shoebox packing party for Holiday Hope Chests in December, complete with dinner at our office. And then in February, we did the um, chocolate wine and Valentine's event. Well, our next event is May 28th at the Center for Animal Health and Welfare, where we will be supporting the dogs and cats. So we've supported children. We've supported elderly folks. This time we're supporting animals that are waiting for their forever home. So in this time, because it's Mother's Day month, um, we're also encouraging women to bring kids with them, whether they're your own kids or your grandkids or your nieces and nephews. Um, What we're going to do at the Center for Animal Health and Welfare that Saturday is um, play with the kittens, Mm. uh, read to the dogs, (laughs) make dog treats, and make cat toys. So uh, it should be fun. Um, People love animals, so it's a nice, you know, little uh, activity. And it'll be a three-hour event, so you can kind of come when you wish. Um, Starts at 11 a.m., ends at 2 p.m. So I'll be heading there from the show and setting up. And um, we will look forward to just, you know, having some fun together, Um, ladies, kids, kids. we just ask you to sign up and bring a donation for the animal shelter. So the uh, all the details are on our website and the RSVP forms on our website. And there's a link there to a list of things that the animal shelter always can use more of um, to help take care of the cats and dogs that are there waiting for their families to come and adopt them. Um, so if you have any questions about that, just contact me at the office or e- email me and um, I'll answer any questions that you have. But we're looking forward to that. You have, um, I I think, touched a very special place in the hearts of many people who come to your Invest in You event. Um, the report, I I, I self-identify as a male. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize deeply for all my transgressions. I self-identify yeah. as a male. It's apparently what we're left with. Um, so... Um, since this is for the women of the Lehigh Valley and beyond, I get reports after the fact. <laughs> and uh, so many of these women have been so appreciative, not just of what you're doing uh, uh, in, in, in terms of the, the event, quote unquote, but the chance to interact with, meet new people, the social piece of this is really, really nice. Um, several of my clients have been there and been so grateful at the opportunity to um, be out, be social, not be talking about money. <laughs> it's not what you guys do. No. Um, you know, kids, puppies, um, senior citizens, helping people, caring about people. Um, well done. Thank you. Well done. Thanks. I'm okay. really happy that people have enjoyed the events as much as they have. I have too. So um, we'll keep it up. And I'm always open to suggestions. So if anybody wants to ask me um, to do a particular type of activity or help a particular group, I am open to those requests and we can you know, consider anybody's ideas. 
I, I shared an idea with you. You did, and we're going to do it. Are you really? Did yeah. you decide? I did. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. not? Oh, it's yeah. oh, that'd be so much fun. So we can we can preview we that right the, now. <laughs> well, we have the next one. We have the next one kind of kind of teed up. Well, should we or should we just keep focusing on what's next? I don't know. No, keep people in suspense. Keeps he, okay. yeah, keep people in suspenders. Just that's, say that's just really, wear your suspenders, yeah. and and I'll keep just give pain. you one hint. It'll be in July. <laughs> nice. There you go. Exactly. So you got something in May. Skip June. Go to July. Ah, oh, I think you're going to really like it. I think you're going to mm-hmm. really like it. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com morethanmoneyonline.com. Let me just check one more thing. I feel like Bobby Gunther Walsh. Uh, snaggle, snaggle. Um, our May newsletter uh, was issued yesterday. And uh, if you receive it by email, that should be in your inbox. Please uh, check and uh, make sure you open that. Uh, we have a very, very, very high opening rate for our newsletter but it could be much higher. A very high opening rate doesn't even mean that half the people open it. No. So um, our goal is to get half of you to actually pay attention. (laughs) So the newsletter, I think you'll find interesting. Um, Of course I think that I wrote it. So of course I think that, but you will open it. You'll take a look. You'll let us know if you get your uh, newsletter by snail mail, um, I think um, Memorial Day at the earliest, <laughs> uh, July 4th, probably. I'm just thinking. Mm. I'm just thinking. And I will have my next newsletter out in the beginning of June. Fantastic. So lots of opportunities to stay in touch, lots of opportunities to uh, learn more and to be more informed. Let's see. I know I had one that was relatively brief. And, of course, I keep shuffling. So that makes no sense. Let me grab... I think it was, yeah, this one. Um, Okay. Uh, Forgive me if you've already discussed this topic, but uh, what is your opinion about parking excess cash in a five-year duration tips as a hedge against forecasted devaluation of the dollar due to our current inflationary environment? Assume that there is uh, little chance that those funds will be needed prior to the maturity date. The $10,000 limitation on I-bonds precludes that option as an inflation protection for larger cash holdings. What is your thought? Um, I, I think that sounds like a appropriate and feasible idea, uh, particularly in this high inflation environment. Um, yes, indeed. Um, tips for folks who have no idea what the hell are Treasury you? inflation protected securities. That's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, what what are they intended to do? So they are government-issued um, short-term securities that pr- provide interest, that pay interest, um, and the, it, the, the rate of your return increases or decreases with the rate of inflation. So it's basically trying to help you preserve your um, purchasing power of your money. Current interest rates are approximately like one, a little less than one still, I guess. Uh, on, it's changing now. <laughs> it is changing. Uh, well, let's shift over to I bonds for a second. Current interest rates on I bonds. I don't know. Just over 9%. Okay. 
Uh, the emailer does highlight a very important point. I-bonds, lots of folks are talking about I-bonds now. Um, there is a $10,000 per person per year limit. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to um, acquire positions larger than that, I-bonds don't work. Tips work in a very similar fashion. There are comparisons, differences, pros and cons, that kind of thing. Uh, one of the things that you must be aware of, and we ran into a snag with one of our clients this week who said, hey, heard about I-bonds, want them, take some of my money from my IRA, and whoops, yeah, these are not IRA-friendly assets. You go directly to the Treasury. You go online. You do not go through a broker, right. uh, and I-bonds are available for you with limitations. Tips are available in IRAs, in 401ks, in your investment accounts, through your advisor. So lots of pros and cons. Discuss that with your financial advisor. But uh, if you have the same concerns that this gentleman does, you may very well find that tips fits your needs. Very good. Voice of an Angel says first break. We're going to take a quick nap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We're back after this on More Than Money. back to More Than Money. You've got uh, your host, Alyssa Young. You've got your co-host, Gene Dickinson. Happy to be with you this... Well, happy to be inside. So let's start with gratitude. We're very happy to be inside. I think I know why the phone's not ringing. I think everyone listened to me and they went back to bed. Oh, that's <laughs> very impossible. We haven't gotten any phone calls yet because uh, everybody's sleeping. Yeah, we are O for the show. <laughs> we are... Oh, 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 for, um, what are we, May 7th? Yes. Oh, for May 7th. Mm-hmm. Um, 610-720-7900. Maybe I haven't announced the number. That could be my fault. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. I... Um, I, I don't, what, what is that, like nine different ways that they can join us? Mm-hmm. So, please join us. Uh, please join us. I mm. um I started the next course in my retirement income certified professional series. Risk. 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 Yeah, R-I-C-P. Yeah. And the first section is all about Social Security. Ooh. And it's funny because I feel like I know a good bit about Social Security mm-hmm. thanks to Mark Basak. Mm-hmm. He's our social security specialist. He also specializes in Medicare. He's an 
amazing resource for our Ooh. clients and, and, and even non-clients, people who come in just just specifically for his help. Uh, I've learned so much from him. All around great guy. Awesome. He's so helpful, so responsive. So I started this course yesterday um, on the Social Security side, and it gets into even how your benefit is calculated. Like the details of, well, oh my it, goodness. I know it was making my brain hurt a little um, bit because it was Friday. I was already uh, pretty wiped. It was been a rough week, you know, and um, here I am learning how the actual benefit you, that your primary insurance amount and all this other complicated <laughs> nonsense, Is how it it's calculated. the equivalent for you of chemistry for Andrew? Yes. <laughs> well, maybe not that bad. <laughs> uh, hang on one second as we go 610-720-7900. We talk to Elaine. Elaine, thank you so much for calling. Good morning. Good how are you doing today? Very well. How may we serve you? Good. Question about a term insurance policy. Uh, it's about to expire in another year or so. Now, um, what are the options? Can I can just continue it at the same rate and so on, or do I have to take out a new policy, or how does that work? Yeah, it's a very fair question. Uh, could I ask what company the policy was issued by? I don't know. This is a family member that ah, I'm very good. talking to. All right. Then we're going to give you some generic um, uh, options sure. that are most common with term life insurance. And for everyone listening out there, life insurance comes in a number of different flavors. Term insurance is one of those. And, and the label is intended to suggest, accurately so, that the coverage is only good for a certain term. So I'm going to use 10 years as an example. Uh, I took a, a term policy out 10 years ago, 2012. It's going to come due. It's going to mature, so to speak, in June of 2022. So I've got about a month to look at my options. One of the options is to simply walk away. If the person no longer needs the coverage, they can simply say, that was great. Maybe I had the coverage for the um, college years of my, my children. Now they're out of college and they're employed. I don't need the coverage anymore. You can simply walk away. Another option is to, uh, in many of these term policies, they give you the opportunity to convert Conversion says I'm going to go from a term policy to a whole life policy, a permanent insurance policy at the then prevailing premium rates. Term insurance premiums are generally very, very low, very, very modest. Uh, permanent insurance rates are generally substantially higher, but it allows you to, to then have a policy that will last for a very long time. Re-upping uh, or, or renewing, so to speak, the policy, again, using my 10-year uh, example, it comes due in June, I want to go out another 10 years, will not uh, renew at the same premium. Premiums okay. are set by age and often by health. So 10 years ago, I was huh, 10 years younger, so my premiums were much lower uh, if uh, the company allows you allows this person to renew, they will be uh, renewing at a higher premium rate. It may not be a dreadful premium rate. It may not even be one that they find uncomfortable, uh, but undoubtedly it will be higher 
uh, either modestly or significantly higher than what they're currently paying. So you've, you've got those options. You've got the option to walk away, of course. You've got the option to convert to a permanent policy at a higher premium, or you've got the option uh, often to uh, extend the term at a higher premium as well. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, Elaine, thank you so much for the call. God bless you. You too. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye. Uh, life insurance is challenging. It is. Comes in lots of flavors. Um, managing life insurance contracts can be unsettling because just as Elaine's friend or family member is uh, faced with just even knowing your options can be a real challenge. And if using my example, this was a policy purchased 10 years ago, I'm sure that the um, insurance person explained it properly. All right. That's (laughs) about that's flip of the coin. That's about a 50 50. Uh, And even if they did, how many of us would remember the details of that explanation 10 years later? And if you dig out your life insurance policy and start reading through it, you thought Social Security gave you a headache? (laughs) Insurance life insurance contracts are very difficult to interpret, very difficult to understand. Faced with that kind of a scenario, what would you suggest? It's meeting with a specialist. Uh, without a doubt. Yes. yes um, and that's doubt. why we offer we offer that as a service because sometimes people have policies and just like Elaine just described, they're not sure what to do. Do I still need this? Should I keep the same type of policy? What does this policy do for me exactly? When you don't know those questions, if you bring your paperwork to a specialist like Mike Pompey, who comes to our office once a month, he can look at it and explain it and answer your questions and explain your options and even get you quotes if you're looking for something different. So uh, it's always good to make sure you understand what it's doing for you. Um, I just met a gentleman yesterday who just recently bought a policy. An annuity is paying the premium. It has a long-term care insurance element, but he doesn't know exactly how it works. Mm. And that's a recent purchase. And I don't blame him. It's confusing. They're complicated. So I said, I'm going to provide this policy information to Mike. He's going to explain it, and then we'll know what you have and what your options are. And, um, you know, we can keep monitoring it together, whether or not it's appropriate for you. Yeah, appropriate is a uh, very personal issue. It is not generic. Life insurance, everyone should have life insurance. No. No, that makes no sense. Everyone should have term insurance. No. No. Now, there are companies out there, Primerica comes to mind, that that is their fundamental business approach. No one should have permanent insurance. That is the craziest, silliest, most uh, misguided approach that I've ever heard. Any more than uh, everyone should have permanent insurance. No, they shouldn't. The vast majority of uh, particularly younger people should have term insurance. So understanding your options, understanding how these things function, understanding what is appropriate for you, what best fits you, that's the key. Mm-hmm. That's the key. You get you got one of those that you like, or did you want to oh. go back? Because you started on your Social Security. Did you want to give a factoid? Or? Sure, yeah. During my studies, um, the Social Security fact sheet was one of the resources that uh, was provided. So I highlighted a couple of things. Um, 
This is based on June of 2021, so it's actually almost a year old now. Mm -hmm. Um, But the average monthly benefit for retired workers who collect Social Security is $1,555. Wow. Okay. For disabled workers, the average monthly benefit is $1,280. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, For the elderly, uh, Social Security benefits represent about 30%. Of their income. Now yeah. that surprises me. I would have thought for the average Social Security recipient that that number would be much higher. So it's interesting because that is sort of true too. Um, it says that among beneficiaries of Social Security, there are 37% of men. And 42% of women who receive 50% or more of their income oh, from so Social Security. Oh, so a huge number. Yeah, yeah it, is, number. it is a large number. Um, one other thing that was interesting is how important Social Security mm. is. I mean, we know that. Um, two, only two-thirds of workers report that they're currently saving for retirement. And for most of those people, that's because they have an employer-sponsored retirement savings plan. In other words, a 401k or mm-hmm. a 403b. Among people who don't have access to that, a 401k or something like that at work, how many people do you think are saving for retirement if they don't have a 401k? What percentage of people who don't have a 401k oh, save for don't retirement? Don't have a 401k. Ooh, it's crazy low. Uh, I would say 21%. Ooh, close. 18. I was very close. It is close. Oh, 18, like 18%. Um, and one other uh, factoid I highlighted on this sheet was that. The life expectancy of a 65-year-old is about 20 years. If you're 65, you're expected to live, on average, about 20 more years. And And Now I'm really depressed. Well, it's average. Average. Okay, good. Um, Important thing to remember there is, because I talk to a lot of people who feel like when they're that age, they say, I don't have a lot more time. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's a long time. It's a long time. Mm. To be managing, you know, we talk about managing your portfolio, making it last. 20 years isn't, you know, a blink of an eye. A blink. So, anyway. Speaking of blink, blink. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Steve. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Gene. Say uh, thank you so very much for the uh, wonderful uh, gift that you give to the listeners with your financial expertise. You're very kind. Thank you, sir. And uh, my question is this. Uh, I'm going to be 72 this year. I have a 401k. And based on information I received at the end of last year, they've notified me that I have to take an RMD this year. And the value of that RMD is based on the December 31st, uh, 2021 value of the account. Mm -hmm. So my question is this. If I wait until February of 23 to take that first RMD, would the value, uh, would the required minimum distribution then be based on the December 31st, 2022 value of the count instead of the 2021 value? Fascinating question. Uh, the, answer, the easy answer is no. Uh, the first of the two RMDs that you would then be required to take in 2023, if you decide to delay, this is for everyone, if you decide to delay your first RMD, um, from 
the calendar year you turn 72 into the following year, you can do that up until April 1st of the following year. But then you're required to take a second RMD uh, by the end of the year. Uh, in, in this case, we're using 2023 as the example. So your first RMD would be based on the account balance 1231-21. Your second one would be based on the account balance 20, I'm sorry, 1230-122. Okay. Okay. And if, uh, is it possible to roll the 401k now in 2022, uh, the entire amount into an IRA, and then take the first uh, RMD from the IRA instead of the 401k? Interesting question, and, and the answer is, it depends. It depends on the 401k plan that you're in. Some of them require that if you're doing a rollover, you must take your RMD before you do the rollover. Others don't. So checking with your 401k plan is the key. Can you roll it the entire thing over into an IRA? The answer is technically yes. Pretty easily done, simply paperwork and signatures. Uh, are you able to do it at, prior to the RMD? In most cases, I think the answer is yes, but on occasion you might get pinched. So better to ask the question than be surprised with the result. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you attempted to do that and you said roll over the entire amount, uh, uh, the chances are they won't do it or they'll withhold the RMD or they will alert you. Hey, before you go, you've got to take your RMD again. I think you're probably 75% assured that you can roll the entire amount and then take the RMD out subsequently, especially since it's not yet the end of the year. You're not, uh, you're not required to take it out yet, so to speak. Um, I think you're going to be 75% assured that you can do exactly what you're describing. But again, asking the, uh, the plan administrator in advance will, uh, will tell you exactly what your options are. Say, thanks a lot for the help. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're very welcome, sir. God bless. Okay, God bless you too. Goodbye. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Uh, Gene at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Jobs report? Uh, yeah, there was uh, the April jobs report uh, just, yep. just came out. And the number is actually stronger than expected. Uh, once again, we talk about whether or not these um, estimates and predictions are any good. <laughs> but um, it was 428,000 non-farm jobs um, added in April. Um, so that's same as in March, right? And a little higher than what was forecast. And the unemployment rate held steady. Uh, it had been expected to go a little lower, but it's, it was steady. So um, we've still got the concerns about inflation and, um, you know, fearing that growth is going to slow down. And, and actually, that's what the Fed's trying to do is slow things down a little bit. Um, we still added a lot of jobs. So it's kind of, um, I, I look at that as mixed news, right? Like we want a strong economy, but I think at the same time we need things to slow down in order to get prices under control, right? It, it's a tough, uh, we're in a weird, weird, difficult situation. I mean, I, 
I want to see prices kind of come back down and and normalize, but at the same time, um, the thought of growth in the economy slowing down is doesn't sound like a very good thing either. Hmm. What do you have to say about that? Well, uh, I have a, a slightly different perspective, but I, I want to circle back to the jobs report. Uh, again, you're absolutely right. It was 428. They had expected 391. Um, once again, proving that the people <laughs> who have expectations suck at their jobs. They are absolutely worthless in terms of, and of course, somebody will say, oh, it's very disappointing or it's very exciting because we suck at our jobs and, <laughs> and it's better than, than our suckage would have predicted. So, uh, or, oh, it's much worse. It's much, we thought 428, it's 391. Oh, we suck. Oh no. I, I mean, I mean that that's bad news that we stink at our job. No, gosh, predicting very hard, especially about the future. Um, so, um, the article that I have in hand talking about exactly the same thing is a puff piece coming out of the Washington, uh, administration. Uh, one of the quotes, so the Biden administration's constant reminder that the economy remains strong is undoubtedly true. Why don't you just go <laughs> kiss their butts? Just you're a reporter. You're not supposed to be a, a Gaga fan. Oh, my God. You're just embarrassing as a human being. Um, was that too strong, do you think? Okay. So now let's go back to uh, the difference between uh, growth of the economy. Both of my pens think. Um, the growth of the economy uh, fueling inflation versus the idiocy coming out of Washington, D.C. The real... Um, Fuel for the current inflationary environment that we find ourselves in comes in two forms. One, the insistence on the federal government, Joe Biden, the insistence on the federal government, Obama, whomever, whoever's pulling the strings. We, we, God bless them. If you don't have compassion for Joe Biden at this point, you're not a human being. You have no heart. That gentleman is in over his head. Uh, his wife should be embarrassed. His wife should be embarrassed that she's using him in the way that she is just to puff up her own sad existence. Bottom line is whoever's pulling the strings decided early on that they were going to take um, two actions that ensured that we would have historically high in, uh, inflation rates. Number one, they started issuing checks by the trillions of dollars yes. uh, to every human being and lots of dead people, every human being alive, <laughs> dead people, um, lots of friends, companies, they pumped trillions of dollars into the economy. Whenever you have more money chasing less stuff, yeah. prices go up. Yeah. Shockingly. They knew that. Yeah. The vast majority of Americans get, yeah, I got this check. I, I didn't ask for it. I don't need it. Right. I'll take it. I'm not stupid. I cashed it. I'm going to keep it. There's a lot of extra money in people. Uh, trillions of dollars. Uh, the money supply grew by 30% in less than two years. Secondly, they have uh, energy policies that are absolutely committed to driving the cost of filling your gas tanks through the roof. I just did that on my way here. Uh, congratulations. Regular gas, though. Regular gas. Yeah, yeah. Pull up with my the, other car uh, and and put premium <laughs> in yesterday at five twenty three, uh -huh. and under President Trump it was two thirty five. Yeah, I think I might have a 
Corvette for sale pretty soon. Is it, <laughs> uh, bottom line is that inflation has nothing to do. Uh, the the levels of inflation we're seeing now uh, has nothing to do with a growing economy. It has everything to do with really bad policy, policy coming out of D.C. Um, we had the fastest growing economy, fastest growing economy in recent history um, for four years ending, what, 18 months ago, and yet inflation was almost non-existent. So it was a healthy kind of economic growth. Like it, when it's, when it's, it was when it's real. True, yeah, that's, that's healthy. That's what we want. And what the situation we're in now is not sustainable, and it's crippling, and it's uncomfortable. Uh, more than uncomfortable, uh, under Jimmy Carter, the term stagflation was invented. Right. Where the economy becomes stagnant, yet cost of everything continues to go higher and higher. Inflation rates were ridiculous. Mortgage rates, ridiculous. Um, people were struggling uh, on every level. Um, how happy is he now? He has been known since the moment he left office as the worst president in history. <laughs> And now he's not. Oh, man. Congratulations, Congratulations Jimmy. Jimmy Carter. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm. We have an email from a long-term, uh, long-time listener. Uh, sent his first email to us in 2011. Oh, wow. So fantastic. Uh, he had uh, uh, used his altar boy training to answer a question that we posed on there. Kiri Eleison. And uh, mm -hmm. I was not at all sure what that <clears throat> meant, uh, but he straightened me right out, and he has been a frequent emailer, and he has, and v always helpful, uh, CPA by training. So when I get myself <clears throat> off track mm -hmm. with a tax issue, never or happens. Uh, that never uh, happens. Well, no, certainly not it intentionally. <laughs> um, Jim straightens us out and he says, have a great day and happy Mother's Day to Alyssa. Thank you very much. Very, very kind. Nice. Very, very kind. Uh, we're coming to the top of the hour. That gives you a chance to uh, take that trip down the hallway, refill that coffee cup, grab a pad and pen because you're going to call 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Send Alyssa your emails, A-L-Y-S-S-A -S -S at ask mtm.com go online more than money online.com because we're going to take your emails your questions after this on more than money back to more than money you've got Alyssa young your host you have gene dickinson your co-host here <laughs> happy to be with you 
happy to be inside, mm -hmm. happy to be with you, but uh, gray and drizzly. Uh, <laughs> Lord, Lord, give me strength. <laughs> Lord, be with me. Mm. Um, if you were not with us for the first hour, welcome to the show. If you would like to uh, connect to the first hour, Monday-ish, noon-ish, we will have that podcast placed on the website so you'll have access to that uh, just a brief recap happy mother's day thank you and happy mother's day to everyone out there in our audience who self-identifies as a <laughs> re reproductive uh, person of reproductive capacity is that mm, politically no, correct? No, because people of reproductive capacity aren't necessarily mothers yet ah good point so good point all right all you mothers <laughs> happy mother's day <laughs> Uh, happy to have Alyssa back. We missed her last week. Sorry about that. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, markets cray cray. Mm. Uh, if you've got some concerns about the markets and how they're affecting you and what you should be doing about those, I'll give you a phone number shortly. You can, uh, let us know and we'll be uh, happy to, uh, uh, assist you. Uh, bond markets, even cray crayer. Yes. Uh, interest rates rising means bond prices go down. So lots of our clients um, on our recommendations have been exiting bonds, mm -hmm. leaving bonds behind. So if you're going, well, that's interesting. Where are you going? Yes, you, we'll give you some information about where you can uh, call here shortly so that you can get some information. Uh, Lisa talked about uh, May 28th is her next Invest in You event at... Uh, the Center for Animal Health and Welfare, Puppies and Kittens, and all manner of good time for the ladies of the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Our May newsletter is uh, published and should be in your inbox. Please open that. That would be a great um, uh, favor to us and I think to yourself. I think it's pretty interesting stuff. And last but not least, uh, I think at last... Um, count i'm up to 11 charity golf tournaments that we've Ooh. registered for but we would love more <laughs> so if you are sponsoring a charity tournament i think next friday's our first the saint nicholas tournament at green pond on uh, the following friday i think we're playing um pocono manor for uh women's sports at esu okay and the list goes on and on i know holy family's on that list i know folds of honors on that list um, the, uh, the, uh, Doug Pat tournament, I think Doug, Charlie Pat tournament for, uh, raising funds for cancer research is on that list. I know we have a lot on the list. The Nazareth area high school. Nazareth area high. Ah, very nice. <laughs> uh, a Nazareth area high school football team is when? Do you remember? No. Oh, that's it's a, in June. Okay. We'll get it. Uh, we'll get that to you. So if you have, um, uh, invites that you would send along. Sadly, I think I mentioned this last week on air, uh, the first, literally the first three invites we got, they were all for the same day. Mm. Just so frustrating. 610-720-7900. Uh, That's the number that Andy has called. Andy, good morning. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning, Andy. Love your show. <laughs> Thank you so much. How may we serve you? I have a question. I've been doing a little bit of reading on this Medicare surcharge called Irma. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, it, <laughs> it is a nettlesome little uh, piece of work that uh, adjusts the Medicare premiums 
uh, based on uh, it's it's not your taxable income. It's not your adjusted gross income. It is what indeed is referred to as IRMA. Uh, some folks call it MAGI, Modified Adjusted Gross Income. Um, but if you are at the base level, which for a single person ha- with a MAGI of 91000 or less, married couples 182 or less, the base premium for Part B is 170 bucks a month. If your income, your MAGI, goes above that uh, in bands, uh, you will pay higher and higher premiums until you get to, if your MAGI for a single person is above 500000 your your premium jumps to 578 bucks a month. That's an increase of $408 over the base premium. Mm-hmm. It can get pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, there oh is... Goodness. Yeah, there, there. Now, to be fair, to be fair, thank you. Uh, <laughs> there are not very many folks who, had, as a single person, have a magi above five hundred grand. As a married couple, it has to be above seven fifty. But there are a fair number in retirement that have magis above either ninety one thousand as a single or one eighty two as a married couple, and that bumps. It's not a small number. It goes from one seventy to two thirty eight a month. So you're looking at 68 bucks. You're looking at what 750 bucks a year. It's not a small number. So it is something that need, you you need to be at least aware of, particularly if you're taking money out of an IRA, for example, or maybe you're doing some home improvements and hey, you're, you're going to take some uh, capital gains. You're uh, if if there are extraordinary circumstances where maybe for uh, two or three years you're going to be taking extra money out, you should be prepared that in addition to higher taxes. You're going to have higher Medicaid premiums, Medicare premiums. What 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 is the 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 typical reduction in in that would be reduced from my Social Security check, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, typically. So the normal monthly amount is that what you're asking? Yes, one hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, because I, I didn't hear too many people talk about this Irma thing, and I've been mm. doing a little bit of reading on it, and I just was a little bit concerned. Yeah, I think as long as, I mean, unless your income is higher than that, those numbers, that you just pay the normal premiums and there's not a surcharge. But like Gene described, it's most often an issue if you do have a higher amount of income in a certain year for some reason. Another example of that is, let's say you decided to do Roth conversions. And you wanted to do a big chunk at once. That will affect your Medicare premiums, but not for two years. So your premiums are based on your income from two years ago. So if you were to do this huge Roth conversion right now, two years from now, for that entire year, your monthly premium will be higher based on the amount of income you you had this year. Oh, I see. So it it changes from year to year based upon your, your income levels. Yep. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you can do is, so let's say you apply for Medicare the year you retire and they look at your income from two years ago and you were earning high, high salary. Um, so they would want to charge you this surcharge. There's actually a form you could submit to apply f- to have that surcharge waived because you had a life changing event such as retirement. So you can say, yeah, my income was high two years ago, but I'm retired now and it's not going to be that high anymore. And then they may um, adjust that surcharge so you don't have to pay it. 
I see. We and have to have he, a life-changing event to get that waiver. Do you, do you know the name of that form, or is there a form number? I do have it in my email somewhere. I don't have it in my brain, but I can probably pull that up for you pretty quickly, I think. And if I can't find it right now, um, you can always um, email me, and I will respond and send that to you um, oh, as soon okay. as possible. Yeah, it, it. I actually have it saved on my computer, so I can email it as an attachment for you, and you'll have it handy. Okay. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Like like I said, I don't hear too many people talking about this, and I just thought I would ask the question because you folks are so helpful, and Alyssa, you always sound so cheerful. <laughs> so. Thanks. Well, that we're happy true. to help. Andy, thank All you right. so much. God bless. Right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, He's right. You're always sounding cheerful. I'm cheerful. a really good actress. No. I, guess I <laughs> thought it was your medication. I just thought once they adjusted it, I thought you got much happier. I really did. It's funny you say that because this week I said to Greg, we were both in the kitchen making coffee, and mm. I was like, I think I need something stronger than coffee mm. today. <laughs> like, what do we have that's more effective than coffee? We didn't come up with well, anything. Well, two little towns over is the meth lab. I think you could stop that. <laughs> And they're going, two little towns over. Which town are they talking? I made that up. Come on. I said we, need, we needed a cocaine dispenser next to the K-cup Just dispenser. Just a little something. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Kidding. Yeah, K-cup? C-cup? I mean, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, throw the C-cup in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't want to do no, that. No, no, no. Well, C-cup in our office is Celsius cup. Oh, yes. Yeah, Mark, yes, yes. You guys have been chugging the Celsius. We are chugging the Celsius, which... <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. Sounds kind of rude, but it actually isn't. It's uh, it's pretty straightforward stuff. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, I would ask for um, your prayers, all of yours, that if you are able. Uh, Diane and I are traveling today to the York area and I got to tell you, coming down this morning, the water on the roads, there's a ton of water on the roads. So if you have to be out there, please be very, very careful. So pray for everybody out there on the roads. And since Diane will be doing the bulk of the driving, please pray for her good driving skills as we <laughs> head down. We're attending a wedding this afternoon of a young lady that we met when our daughter, Alyssa, we have Alyssa daughter, we have Alyssa friend, we have <laughs> Alyssa financial advisor, um, <laughs> We, uh, our daughter, Alyssa was in college. She's Abby's just one of the sweetest things and she's getting married today. So if you would pray for their happiness and their, uh, their joy and their, in their time, that would be fantastic. And our safety, that would yes. be great. Uh, we get to see our Alyssa. She's down in Morgantown, West Virginia, getting her PhD in, um, chemistry, forensic science, and all kinds of other stuff that right now Andrew's going, I hate all that stuff. <laughs> yes, um, he's not a chemist. Uh, she is, and she's just um, rather remarkable. Not too many months from now, I expect I'm going to have to call my daughter Dr. Alyssa. That's so cool. Yeah. Megan was telling me about her, her concentration on studying footprints. Oh, yeah. It's Amazing. It's so cool. Amazing. He's building a database of shoe Indeed. footprints and how to assess if someone was walking or running or how much they weighed and which mm -hmm. direction they were moving. And very interesting. We actually sent her some photographs from our Salt Lake City hotel room where there was blood splatter. So asked <laughs> Did her you to, call <clears throat> Dexter Morgan? Just, no, we don't need Dexter. We, gotta, <laughs> we have Alyssa. We have our very own forensic scientist. So, it was goodness. very cool. Gracious.
Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, what a, uh. oh. okay. We'll <laughs> talk about that off air. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Pick one of those and trot right. it out. So he's telling me to pick from our pile of emails we printed out. And here's one that says, I watch your show every week. Um, Gene has two television shows, one on PBS and one on Blue Ridge Cable Television. So one of those two shows this um, viewer um, watches, and they sent this email. My wife and I are age 67 and retired. Most of our savings are in traditional IRAs, about $1.8 million. For tax purposes, I'd like to convert $70,000 of our traditional IRA to a Roth IRA in order to reduce the amount of future required distributions. We would continue yearly conversions going forward. We won't need the converted money for five years. I have three questions. One, does the conversion preclude our $7,000 individual yearly investment in a Roth, or can we do both? Two, when do we pay estimated income tax on the traditional IRA funds being converted? And three, if we convert in December of 2022, can we pay the tax with our 1040 in April 2023? Okay. Lots of stuff to break down there. First, we just talked about how you need to be careful about um, doing large conversions and if it may affect your Medicare um, premium. Very good. So that would be one thing to raise that flag because this couple might have Social Security income, might have pension income. They have their RMDs. Mm-hmm. So we, they should look at what is their that annual MAGI and if... $70,000 will push them into uh, one of those bands where they have to pay more for Medicare. They might want to adjust the amount that they're converting. Everything. Exactly. Or at least be prepared. Uh, yes. Right. Um, okay. So there, one note that they made was we won't need the converted money for five years. The reason that is important is because when you start a Roth IRA, the money doesn't come out tax-free until you have had the Roth IRA for at least five years. Mm-hmm. So that's good that they don't plan on taking the money out. They understand. Yep, yeah, that's great. So the first question, they ask if they could still contribute $7,000 a year into the Roth along with their conversion. Um, they're not earning money now in, in Are retirement. They? Are they? Um, I thought that you're, you'd have to have Are wages. Um, and and W-2 wages. And, t- and you don't know that you know that they don't have wages? Well, they say they're retired, and I think that's what they mean. Okay. Well, that And and that certainly could be. Yeah. So it, it, assuming that that is correct, can they make a contribution? No. No. So they probably cannot make a $7,000 contribution besides their conversions. Let's assume uh, that he's doing some part-time work and he's making twenty grand. Can he make a $7,000 contribution? Yes. He can actually make a $14,000. Uh, right. A spousal contribution a spousal as contribution. well. That's correct. But you have to have earned income. You have to either be an employee or be self-employed. Right. Very good. Okay. Um, number two, when do we pay estimated income tax on the traditional IRA funds being converted? So that's a good question. Um, I don't have a definite answer to that. I don't know if Gene does, but mm-hmm. I can say that, let's say you were to do it now, it's May. Um, yeah, you need to make an estimated payment before you file your uh, 2022 taxes to avoid an underpayment penalty. But I don't know. There's a schedule of when estimated tax payments happen Mm -hmm. quarterly Quarterly. throughout the year. So I would say it probably would be wise to 
make a payment before the next quarterly one would be due if you do the conversion now. But that's one of those things I would go to our tax team to ask. So yes. I don't know if you have a more specific answer. Yeah. Uh, the safe harbor, the 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 pr- process you would follow so that you're not penalized mm-hmm. is that if you are paying in in any way, shape or form withholding or estimated taxes, however the money gets to the IRS, they don't care. Um, at least 110% of your last year's tax. So last year they had a tax of $22,500. they are looking at their withholding, they're looking at everything, and they're, they're um, uh, currently putting in 22800 It doesn't matter that they're doing a conversion. They can pay the tax next spring because they have that safe harbor. They are protected. Okay. If, on the other hand, they're not... Oh yeah, they got to pay uh, quarterly estimates, and they got to pay them the quarter that they take the money out. Okay, right. So that's the difference. It basically, if you owed last year, if you owed um, income tax when you filed your return, and then you're doing something like this this year, you're probably going to need to make estimated tax payments. The safe harbor probably doesn't protect you. Is that like a general way to like? Um, or not, not sadly, so no, okay. that doesn't, that's too bad. <laughs> that, yeah, it's, it would be much cleaner if we could just give that as a guidance, but yeah, it, it you really, have to use that 110%. yeah, 110%. Okay. And 110% is like wearing suspenders and a belt for, <laughs> for a lot of people. A hundred percent will do it. I okay. say 110 because certain income levels require 110. Okay. Yeah. Um, complicated. And then the yeah. other question was, if we convert in December, can we pay the tax with our 1040 in April? I guess the same rule applies to that because um, even I know some people who've had to make an estimated payment in January. January. Yeah, yeah. So it would depend on if you have paid that 110% of last year's tax liability. That is absolutely true. Okay. Very good. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talked to John. John, good morning. Oh, good morning, and Melissa, too. Good morning. How may we serve you? Why, uh, many years ago, Louis Ruthheiker said on his program, if a stock is paying a dividend well above others, be very careful. And that was good advice. So I don't know if you'll answer this question, but on WAEB and also on Philadelphia stations and others, I hear about certain, uh, I don't know, I guess I'd call them REITs that are yielding 10% or more. And I was just wondering, is that 10% all dividend or is it like a return of capital or is there a manuscript fee included in that? Yeah, it's a very good question. And, and the answer, sadly, is it depends. It depends on the REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, for folks who have not heard that term before. Real estate investment trusts will invest uh, a pool of money from many, many different investors in some form or multiple forms of real estate. It can be any type of real estate you can think of. Uh, It can be single family homes. It can be uh, apartment complexes. It can be shopping centers. It can be healthcare. So REITs have many, many different approaches to the real estate market. One of the, you're absolutely right, John, the uh, ads on uh, our radio station and many others uh, tout, hey, you can make eight, you can make 10, you can make between six and 14%. Uh, and the question is, how safe is it? Well, safe returns right now are paying about 3%. 
Safe returns, 10-year treasuries, about three, uh, three, four-year annuity fixed rates are about three. So anything above that kind of a level uh, suggests that there are risks. And of course there are risks. Uh, for those who invest in the real estate market, who have any um, kind of common sense, they will understand that as interest rates rise, mortgage rates rise. Uh, two years ago, a 30-year uh, mortgage could be had at a fixed rate of 1.99. The most recent number I saw was 5.35. When interest rates on uh, mortgages rise, that takes lots and lots and lots more people out of the market. Um, they become uh, either unqualified or they're not interested at those higher rates. So less demand, that means prices are going to go up slower or not at all. And if we go back to the Jimmy Carter years, uh, real estate actually contracted rather dramatically because interest rates, mortgage rates were in double digits, high double digits, 15, 16, 17 percent. So in some cases, these REITs are paying dividends. In some cases, they are paying some dividends, some return of capital. And in other cases, they're paying dividends and some uh, profit on the sale of units because quite often REITs will own dozens and dozens and dozens of properties. So they will be buying and selling, buying initially and then selling at different times. So, yes, John, um, a normal uh, S&P 500 dividend rate right now is between two and two and a half percent. The higher the dividend rates, whether it's on a REIT or on a stock, uh, causes up to a point a smile. Hey, I'm getting four or five percent. That's probably a smile. That's probably a pretty good company that happens to be very profitable. When you hit seven, eight, nine, ten percent, it causes me deep concern because often that means that the company is not doing very well. If you had a company that was paying a dollar a share at at say a fifty dollar share price, that's a that's a two percent. Uh, dividend rate, that's about right. But if the company got in deep trouble and all of a sudden the shares dropped to $10, the company is in just horrific shape, but their dividend is now 10%. So it, on the dividend side, it looks attractive, but the reality is that the company is very unhealthy. Every REIT, every company, every dividend paying anything has to be looked at individually and very, very carefully. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thanks, John. God bless you, sir. God bless you, too. So long. Yeah, we have, uh, yeah, we have in our uh, radio lineup a fair number of commercials for real estate programs that are um, presenting themselves as, presenting themselves, uh, as high dividends and no risk. Those two, that's what's referred to in the world as an oxymoron. It does, those are two phrases that don't go together. And if you hear the word accredited investor, that would be actually if you heard those words. Uh, if you hear the words accredited investor, uh, these are investments that are restricted to folks who have demonstrated, as far as the uh, SEC is concerned, that they can afford to lose their money. Accredited investors have a minimum of $1 million dollars of investable assets, not counting their home, not counting uh, their personal property, investable assets, or they've made a quarter of a million dollars for the last two years 
with expectations that that income will continue. Translation, if an accredited investor, very financially successful, decides to evaluate a risky investment and make that investment, and they lose their money, as far as the SEC is concerned, it's your own fault. Mm -hmm. Buyer beware. That's your responsibility. For folks who are not accredited investors, the SEC would also say not sophisticated investors, not experienced investors. Uh, for the most part, they're going to be blocked out. They're going to be prevented from actually in getting themselves engaged in many of these types of programs. So when you hear any offering that sounds too good to be true, it uh, almost certainly is. Hmm. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. I've got a couple emails on my side. Uh, we've got some in the stack, but more importantly, we have 610-720-7900 available for you. We'll take your calls, your emails after this. More than money. Welcome back. More than money. It is just so much nicer out now than when we. No, it's not. It's just dreary, wet. Uh, keep us in your prayers and uh, goodness. Um, yes, Diane and I are traveling. Uh, York, young couple getting married. Keep them in your prayers. Prayers are good. Prayers are really powerful stuff. Um, if you get a chance to open your uh, More Than Money newsletter, by the way, if you don't subscribe, send Alyssa an email, alyssa at askmtm.com. She'll get it to Megan and get it right out to you. Mm -hmm. um, I talk about some of the comments that were made at a Deepak Chopra lecture a few weeks ago at Moravian College, Moravian University. My apologies. It's old habits are hard to break. Um, very impressive. Deepak Chopra is amazing. The uh, Tagore Lecture Series, uh, fantastic. Um, my good friend Greg Grillo and I attended, and uh, I learned a lot. Um, physicists now estimate that the visible universe is less than one one-hundredth of a percent of the universe. Whoa. Dark energy, dark matter, invisible dust, just unbelievable. What we see, what you and I say, that's the world. One one hundredth of a percent. Doesn't that make you feel teeny tiny? It makes me <laughs> um, in awe of a God that can create something that's that multidimensional mm -hmm. and that um, amazing, mm -hmm. and and give us a peek. Just give us a peek. <laughs> that's that's kind of fun. Yeah. 
Uh, here we go. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talked to Jay. Jay, good morning. Good morning, Gene and Alicia. Good morning. Um, the gentleman who was calling concerning the Irma information, the form he's looking for is SSA-44. Thank you. Uh, Alyssa <laughs> was kind enough to send that to me recently. Um, <laughs> I have a question concerning 529 plans. I started one for my granddaughter a few years ago and uh, putting in money every year for it. My question is, how do I get the money out? Oh, very good. Um it's it's actually remarkably simple and way simpler than we originally expected when they set up the 529 plans. I'm going to use simple numbers. You've got $20,000 in the 529. Uh, the student involved has $10,000 of qualified expenses. You have a couple choices. You can request that a check be sent directly to the college or the institution. It doesn't have to be a four-year school. could be culinary school. could be welding school. Or you can simply uh, pay those bills yourself and request that the 529 plan send you a check. Um, the IRS does not require uh, that you supply them with your tax return, the justification for taking the money out of the 529. What they do require is that you have documentation. That's all that they require. So you can have it sent directly to you. You can have it sent directly to an institution. It's however you wish. And you deal directly with the custodian of the 529. Now, the documentation, do I need to submit that anywhere or no. just have, have it present? Have it available so that if in the future you get a love letter, uh, IRS, <laughs> uh, your heart runs cold, they may very well send you a letter saying, hey, uh, we see that you got money out of a 529 plan. Uh, can you uh, document that that was for qualified expenses? And as long as you have your paper trail, the answer is sure. I don't recall that we've ever had a client challenged on a 529 plan withdrawal. Oh, wow. and, and maybe that's because, number one, we deal with very reputable programs. And, and uh, uh, perhaps, number two, our clients are a little more respectable than the average. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure what the reason is, what, what, but, but the, the odds that you're going to get challenged are low. Having your paper trail in hand is insurance policy. And am I correct that Jay could call or go online if he has an online account for his 529 plan to either way to, to request the, the check or the reimbursement? Uh, it's my understanding. It's just a function of how that particular custodian handles mm -hmm. it. But yes, usually have yeah. a couple options. Yes, right? yeah, it's yep. easy, it's remarkably easy. Okay, and of Thank course, you very if, much. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> God bless you, sir. Um, yeah, and of course, if you have a financial advisor, it works very well that you can call your financial advisor, and. Uh, they will assist you as well. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to David. David, good morning. Good morning, sir. How may we serve you? Um, since my wife and I have both been retired, I'm up, coming up on two years. He's coming up on a year and a half. When she was working, she had uh, two investments. One was about 11K. The other one's about 41K. And since that time, she's didn't really want to have anything to do with them, but they're kind of being drained. I want to make an appointment, I guess, with you and or somebody. Uh, I'd like to consolidate them and then keep 
adding to them for uh, who knows future whatever. Uh, very good. Easiest way to do that is send Alyssa an email, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Let her know that uh, you're the individual that called in uh, at the end of the show, and uh, she'll help you set up an appointment and help you with the paperwork. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, right. remarkably simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to be frustrating if you haven't really paid attention. And all of a sudden, when you look up, you're in the midst of a stinky market. Yeah. And see, hey, I had 41 and now I have 36. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, you know, one of the major benefits of working with an advisor in a time like this is that you can feel assured that the allocation that you're in is appropriate for you, uh, for your strategy, and that you know someone's managing and watching how your account's invested um, so that they can make adjustments. Like we talked about before when you said that bond funds, a lot of bond funds right now are not going to, they're not going to make any money this year, next year. So we're changing our investment models for our clients to adjust that. And if your account's not being managed professionally or properly, you're not getting those benefits. So we can't, we, we don't find, you know, magic secret investments that are going up when everything else is going down necessarily. But we can make sure that your allocation is appropriate for your strategy. We can make sure that you, we're using things like buffered funds with downside protection, that you're not invested in short term bonds that are declining in value. So those are the kinds of things where at least you have the peace of mind that you know, okay, we're doing what's best for you right now, and we're going to get you into the best position for your situation. Yeah, e- even something as simple as a three-year annuity currently paying around 3%, right? principal guaranteed, interest guaranteed, almost no moving parts. And is it exciting? No. Is it way better than losing 3% a year for the next three years? Which is a very, sadly, a very probable result in the bond market. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Mm-hmm. So you can go from 100 to, what, uh, 90, or you can go from 100 to 110, um, $20,000 differential doing something that's not, no, it's not a magic bullet. It's not super sexy. It just works. Right. Another uh, reason you might want to consider whether or not uh, you should be, you know, consulting someone Um, We talk about how, you know, in this environment right now, if you're a long term investor, staying the course, staying invested is the best move if you're in the right model. Um, One of the uh, exceptions to that is if you are taking um, distributions, right, you need to be withdrawing cash from your investments. There are some things that we do differently in Mm. those accounts than for the people who aren't touching their accounts and it's there to grow for the long term. So, you know, for example, making sure you have the liquid, the cash available Mm -hmm. to cover your withdrawals for the next several months or maybe even a year or two, depending Mm -hmm. um, on the proportion of your account. So those are the types of strategies that when you consult somebody who, you know, knows what they're doing, um, you're going to benefit from that. Whereas if you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants or you have these accounts that have been sitting there untouched, Mm -hmm. you're not, you know, you're going to get hurt even more in a downturn like this because you're not applying those strategies. You're not, um, you haven't built any shock absorption into your system. Right. Shock absorption, really important. Yeah. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at askmtm.com. 
gentleman writes, just wanted to double check on gifting. I believe the current gift limit to each person is $16,000. Is the gift taxable at all to the person making the gift or the recipient? I don't believe it is, but I just want to make sure. Thanks in advance for your response. He's correct. It is not taxable to either the gift or or gift E. <laughs> and interestingly enough, it's not even reportable. Yeah, you don't even have to tell the government that you did anything. As it should be. <laughs> I mean, right. mind well, your business. Well said. <laughs> well said. I can give a gift um, if I want. Gentleman says, I'm taking my RMD later this year. We'll have the income tax go directly to the IRS from that payout on the same day. Someone told me I should be paying estimated taxes throughout this year because I know that I'll be getting that taxable income later. And, uh, and I know the exact amount, and I said I shouldn't have to pay the taxes until the income is actually taken. Would I be subject to a penalty even if I overpay the taxes at the time of the RMD, which will result in a refund when I file my return? The answer is no. No, you don't have to file any estimates prior to receiving the income. And the idea, um, if I'm understanding you correctly, sounds precisely correct uh, I'll use simple numbers. It's a $20,000 distribution. You tell your custodian that you would like taxes withheld. And those taxes, uh, you, you tell them you want 15% withheld. They will take $3,000 and send it off to the federal government. You will get a net check of $17,000. It is no different than a paycheck that you got in December uh, versus a paycheck that you would have gotten in January. They take out the tax when you get the distribution and the IRS smiles on you and says, thank you. You're doing a very, very good job. So yes, uh, your counsel from folks who are um, <laughs> anxious, um, trying to be helpful, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. Um, thank you for your show. Thank you for your excellent advice. And thank you for Alyssa. Aww. Oh, please. Uh, my husband and I are both turning 64 this year. I'm retired, receiving Social Security small pension. Husband plans to retire end of August, gets his Social Security in September. This is a plan that works for us. Uh, our combined Social Security incomes will equal, equal a little bit more than his monthly paychecks, and we do very well on those. Great. Lovely. That's great news. This is lovely. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a well-structured budget. Lovely. Wow. Rarely heard in this day and age. We've never lived beyond our means. Oh, my gosh. You, yeah, we're talking all about stars here. all stars. Other than the usual utility expenses every month, we have no outstanding debt. We have savings to cover about three years of expenses. Mm. Uh, and we each have retirement IRAs. Our adult child has a good job, lives independently nearby. In 2003, we bought our current home. We got life insurance on each of us, both working at the time, to pay off the mortgage in the event that one of us should pass. We paid off the home in 2019, exclamation point. Mm -hmm. That's always a good thing. And the 20-year term insurance should be ending next year. Uh, here's the question. Do we really need to purchase any more life insurance? Hmm. We have no one dependent on us at this time and could certainly do without the expense. Just wondering if there are reasons to do it that we're not aware of at this time. Hoping you can assist with that information. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. Wow. Um, that's great. First of all, great, great, great job. Great, great. Yes. <laughs> great situation to be in. Great, um, great, great. So do you need 
more life insurance based on that very thorough description and summary it sounds like you don't of course you know maybe there's something that we don't know but based on all that i would say no you don't have dependents you don't have you know debt your your current assets are more than sufficient um i would think the only like consideration would be if you liked the idea of purchasing a, a, a policy with a death benefit for legacy purposes, mm-hmm. uh, because a, a, ta- a life insurance um, death benefit is tax-free um, to your beneficiary. So, I mean, that's a nice thing, but mm-hmm. do you need it? It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, that I, I think you're making very, very good points. I have traditionally said to all of my clients for 780 years, uh, there are three reasons to have uh, life insurance. Number one, the reason they got it originally. If you have a debt that would really cause someone stress mm-hmm. if you passed away, that's a great reason. That's why they got that to cover their mortgage. Number two, if you have taxes that will come due, most uh, Americans will not have a federal tax because the the, the exclusion is so high, $23 million. Um, but they may have a Pennsylvania death tax. Right. Uh, even at $5 million, you say, well, I have no uh, estate tax. Yeah, you do. Um, even if it goes directly to a direct descendant, you've got about a $220,000 tax bill. Life insurance can be a very efficient way to pay that, that bill. Um, so if you've got debt, mortgage, we've covered that. If you've got expected taxes, that's a third reason. A second reason, third reason, legacy. And legacy could be they have one adult child on his own, on her own, doing well, doesn't really need the money. Okay. But but maybe in your heart of hearts you would like to know mm-hmm. that even if you spend through all of your money that they will get that. Right. Or... Uh, it could be a church that you're very committed to, uh, a church that you've been supporting for a long time. And when the two of you are gone, your support is gone or maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe you leave a legacy to your church. Uh, it could be a nonprofit that you're really committed to. And, and as many of you know, uh, Folds of Honor is high on our list. Laughing at my nightmare is high on our list. Uh, Through These Hands is high on our list. We have a lot that we really care about uh, as high on our list. Uh, uh, Having those receive something as your legacy in your memory can be very powerful. Uh, It sounds like uh, these folks have done so many things correctly. Oh, my gosh. They they are um, uh, literally poster children for doing the right things. If the premium is doable in your budget. And if you, if one of those three things, you have no debts, so that doesn't cover, it doesn't sound like taxes cover, but if legacy is in your heart, then maybe life insurance is a good way to go. Uh, You've got a little bit of time to figure that out. So, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of cool. But uh, uh, Alyssa was absolutely correct. Need? No. Wish? Maybe. Maybe. We'll Mm -hmm. see. 610-720-7900. You've got six and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. I think I've covered the ones that I have on my smartphone. Anything on yours? I have.
have um, just something, a news uh, item to share. Is it a news flash? News flash. Breaking news? <laughs> not Because now everything is breaking news. Um, it was actually published last Breaking news, Thursday. it's raining. <laughs> well, th- um, this is something I kind of had on my radar. Um, thanks to Mark Belsack, one of our fellow financial advisors. He sent me the link to this article and thought it might be cool to share on the show. And just two callers ago, we we were talking about 529 plants, which are used to pay for education expenses. So um, that prompted me to to mention this today. Um, Georgia recently became um, one of the states that now will require high school students to have personal finance classes. So starting in the year 2024, 2025, that, that school year, all juniors and seniors in high school will need to take a class about financial literacy before they graduate. Um, I think that's a wonderful topic to cover in school, but only 13 states require it. And it's not a core part of the curriculum in the other states. Um, maybe some kids take like business classes as an elective, but that's not the same as a personal finance education either. Um, so th- that kind of popped in my mind, like I said, talking about education. And um, we're, we were talking last night with, with my son about starting to you know, visit colleges and be more serious about narrowing down his target schools. He's getting contacted by football coaches and mm. And it's like, well, let's look seriously at where you want to go. And um, he wants to study finance in a professional capacity. But Mm. even that doesn't um, cover the things people need to know to do what this last emailer did, a good job of handling her finances and planning for the future. Um, Kids could really use those fundamentals at a younger age before they start having bills to pay and they start earning money that they need to decide how to save and invest. So Georgia did a good thing. Um, Pennsylvania is not on this list I it's to my knowledge because I don't think my kids are getting that Shocking. class in school <laughs> Shocking. but anyway um, that's a I think we should all uh, you know push for that requirement if you had one tip that you would give a young person well you will pick on Andrew Andrews a rising senior in high school yeah soon to be in college yep. sooner than mom expected because it's a blink 20 minutes ago, he was a toddler. Yes. Uh, If you had one tip that you would say um, is is kind of the top of your list in terms of financial literacy, what would that be? Hmm. No pressure. Wow. I think that the most basic tip I could give, Mm. because it kind of covers a lot of things, would be to live within your means. Um, I'm... Staring at that line from our last email, uh, we have a well-structured budget and have never lived beyond our means. Spend less than you make. Correct. If you do that. Spend less than you make. It gets you out of trouble, debt. Keeps you out of trouble. Keeps you out of trouble. That's what I meant to say. And it allows you to then have the options to save, to invest. If you don't live within your means, you don't have that excess that you can put aside for future needs. So that's the first step. Don't buy everything you want just because you want it. Don't spend every dime. Um, don't waste your money. People waste so much money. And if they are not thinking about um, the fact that if you spend it now, you can't spend it later. <laughs> so uh, living within your means would, is a ba- very basic um, starting point. 
Uh, and and it's, it's a powerfully important um, driver of almost all other sound financial decisions. Hey, um, credit cards. If you're living within your means, you're paying your credit cards off every month. Right. So you're not hitting 26% interest rates. Um, gosh, I'm, I got behind on my mortgage. If you're living within your means... You don't get behind on your mortgage because you've borrowed an amount that you know you can handle. There, there are so many issues. People go, I want to be, uh, there, there's a, uh, a movement called FIRE, uh, financial mm-hmm. independence really early is one of the, there's a, a number of definitions, but financial independence really early. Retiring before age 40. What an incredible idea. Work for 20 years and be retired for 50 or 60. Is it possible? Of course it is. Of course it is. There are financial advisors who are very intimidated by the whole fire movement. This is unrealistic. And it's a, no, it's not. It's not unrealistic at all. We all make choices. And knowing what the impact of those choices is, is one of the most powerful things that we can um, hope for from financial literacy education. Now, to be fair. To be fair. Thank you. Um, I don't trust the educational system to give that kind of absolutely valuable information. I think they're going to talk about you should borrow for college and you should, I, 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 I don't trust them to, 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 I, I certainly don't trust them to create a curriculum that was actually developed by somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. Because right. if you're talking about politicians, government bureaucrats, educators for the most part, um, you, you might just as well sign the financial death warrants for all those kids because they're going to be getting bad intel. Um, maybe what we'll do is set up our own training program. I would love to do that. So yeah. we'll get to work on okay. that. We just have uh, a moment left in this edition of More Than Money. Thank you so much for putting up with us through this dreary day. <laughs> uh, if you wish a free second opinion meeting with one of our incredibly talented More Than Money advisors, all you have to do is ask. Uh, you can send me an email, gene at askmtm.com, Alyssa an email, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, and you can go old school and call us directly in our office, 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. Folks, thank you so very much. You're very, very kind. We'll see you next week right here on More Than Money.